Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, if you are checking out the Newsreel for the first time on this show, we talk about moving TV news here. Well, usually, right, Jeremy? Yeah, well, usually. Hopefully, (laughs) sometimes both, sometimes just one, depending on how the week goes, I guess. Yeah, and you'll have to just stay tuned to see what side we actually talk about. Do we talk about movie? Do we talk about TV? Do we talk about either or or? Yeah, I don't know. Don't don't look at the title of, <laughs> yeah. of the episode that you just clicked on, guys. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, ignorance is bliss sometimes. Ignorance is bliss. But Jeremy, let's get right into it. Let's get warmed up with our TNR question of the day. And so I uh, just want to remind our audience this past Monday, Jeremy and I released our latest podcast episode on Uncharted, which was adapted from a video game franchise. And recently, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 became the highest grossing video game movie of all time. Well, first of all, are you surprised that it, out of all the movie, the, uh, the video game movies, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2? I'm, I'm not that surprised because it does cater to the younger audience. When I went to the theater, when that movie came out, I think I watched Ambulance mm-hmm. and a bunch of kids were like running, ran out. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm Sonic or whatever. And it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I was surprised that so many of these kids were going to watch Sonic. It felt like they were went to watch Spider Man or something. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, I can kind of see it. It just surprises me a little bit because obviously Sonic the Hedgehog in its heyday was popular in the early nineties. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the kids today are. They were not born in the nineties. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I, I have a feeling it's like kind of like my age group uh, where, you know, I guess parents in the thirties and forties have passed along their fandom with like, Oh, you know, I used to play a Sega Genesis. And I think it also helps that um, I think Sonic has been adapted on like newer generation consoles and probably stuff, uh, I guess games from the app store too. uh, If I'm not mistaken, like the with Mario Olympics or something like that. Yeah, I'm. I don't know, man. I'm not that caught up with with Sonic. I honestly, I I am pretty surprised that kids know Sonic. I guess I don't know because I don't know what other new games there are. I don't know if Sonic had like a resurgence or something. Mm-hmm. But I I was kind of surprised. Oh, like so many kids know Sonic, and whether like and it's not someone like my age or your age that's going to see Sonic. I'm 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 sure that's why Sonic is doing so well because it. It kind of caters to all demographics, I guess. Yeah, you're right. And so um, all this to say, you know, obviously we got this video game theme for our question of the day. This week's uh, question of the day is, Jeremy, which video game franchise do you wish would be created into a brand new franchise, uh, movie franchise? So anything that's already come out is disqualified. So it has to be a brand new fr- uh, movie franchise. So which would you pick? So for me, I was going to say like Assassin's Creed, but like you said that they already made a movie of that. So I actually chose uh, a game that I used to play when I was pretty young, Splinter Cell. Oh, Do you remember Splinter Cell? Yes. Oh my God. I didn't think of that one. That was, oh. So I'm, I was trying to think of a uh, something that was like super action packed, or maybe something that could make be even made lower budget, like a lower budget action film. But I like the the premise of oh, it's a spy and 
he's like going like basically like assassinating people but it's like um kind of like a spy thriller you know yeah and they haven't done that i mean there's other tom clancy properties that have been been made in like live action movies and stuff or or shows i think the most recent one was uh that michael b jordan Amazon movie? Was it a movie or was it? uh, It was a movie. It was a movie, yeah. yeah. Without Remorse, I think it was called. And yeah, I I just feel like Sam Fisher would lend lend himself to a good like movie. Yeah, you know what? And also, I feel like uh, if it were uh, to get created in 2022 or, you know, say next year, for example, I feel like recent events... Uh, could actually kind of factor into at least to influence uh, the storyline with the espionage part. Since I, re- if I remember correctly, the original Sprint- Splinter Cell took place kind of like in in like kind of the Russian Republic, Georgia, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that area, and dude, I was such a fan of the the first two. Um, I mean, after that, I kind of out, I just ran out of time to actually play video games. But I remember playing the first one especially a mm-hmm. lot and it was so good just to kind of creep around through like kind of the shadows and then like uh not necessarily like kill people if you don't need to but like knock them out or uh, but yeah there are times when you actually have to like use your sniper rifle and take yeah. some people out <laughs> yeah i felt like the stealth in that game could lend itself to some cool action sequences if it were, were to be made into a movie yeah. and I don't know, just the stealth, like, changed, at least in my opinion, changed the way, like, stealth works in video games. Right. You know, just to kind of piggyback off of your, uh, this is not my uh, suggestion, just to piggyback off of your idea, correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't seen a Metal Gear Solid, right? Have we? I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) That would also be pretty cool. I think either one of those movie franchises with the whole spy um, spycraft thing, Mm -hmm. I think would be like a, it would be a good choice for a movie franchise for sure. Yeah. Too bad. We can't have a Michael Ironside voice Sam Fisher though (laughs) in live action. That would be kind of weird. I know Uh, Michael Ironside just has that voice and you know, I already know just kind of when, when we, when I end up rewatching Top Gun for our future, you know, spoiler alert, Top Gun Maverick episode, it's going to be pretty cool to be able to see Michael Ironside from, I guess, when he was in, in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. Younger. yeah. I mean, even then he looked like pretty the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's like, it's like he started old and then didn't age after that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> it's funny how certain actors have that. Cash, yeah. I feel like uh, Tommy Lee Jones is that that way. He was yeah. always old looking, and then True. he just never aged after that. Yeah, he he always like played the older veteran guy, and then yeah. twenty years later, he's still playing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, to answer my own, uh, actually, sorry, not my own question, but the question that I thought of. But for this question of the day, I'll kind of go the fantasy route and say Legend of Zelda. Because I feel like that Ooh. is kind of like where I was start, starting to play video games when I was younger, obviously on the original NES. But my favorite one was on the Super Nintendo. Um, you could literally choose any one of those stories and it would be good. And all this to say, I'm I'm actually surprised that they haven't adapted it into live action just yet. Because, I mean, if you think about like 
fantasy properties, you know, if you're talking about movies or prestige TV, you already have Lord of the Rings. That was made in 2000, 2001, 2002. Mm. And yeah. we already now have an upcoming Amazon Prime show that's coming later this year. That's going to be the highest budgeted TV show of all time, which is going to be crazy. Then you have like huge cultural phenomenon shows like Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. <clears throat> Spoiler alert for later on in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you already have like this kind of fantasy built in, you know, with uh, like kind of dragon, mag- uh, magic potion and all that stuff. There's a huge story telling aspect to Legend of Zelda. You get the, obviously the fantasy aspect, but then you get, you know, good old good, good versus evil. I feel like Legend of Zelda just screams just to be made in 2022 or like in the near future. Yeah, I feel like something with fantasy like that in that fantasy world would need to be a movie, though. I, I don't feel for me, I don't feel that confident in maybe after watching Halo <laughs> Yeah. that for them to put it on tv you know i feel like it should it would it should be a movie though in my opinion i think it would be slower paced and yeah uh you might lose some people uh if it was a tv show but again that it like just because the the question itself was movie franchise that's why i chose legend of zelda yeah. is because it is I, i'm i'm picturing it like a trilogy you know what i mean you can pick a major storyline you know, split it up or whatever, like, uh, hopefully better than the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Cause that didn't need to be stretched over three movies. Uh, but I digress, but I don't know. I feel like legend of Zelda would be, would be a fun one because, uh, again, we were t- like, we were talking about with Sonic, um, people, my age grew up on that and it's been adapted with each new Nintendo system where, Usually with the new uh, new system, next gen um, system, Legend of Zelda is usually one of the most talked about movie fr- uh, video game franchises yep. franchises that everyone looks forward to. That's true. Yeah, I feel like it's a like you said, it's a really popular IP. So I'm surprised that it hasn't at least I haven't heard of any news. So I'm surprised maybe like there's not even talks about a movie. I know. And one last thing that I want to mention before we move on to the newsreel. It's not just popular in the United States. Obviously, Nintendo's a huge Japanese like IP. It'll be really popular in Asia as well and all over the world. Yeah. I mean, as long as they give it a high enough budget, I feel like it would be a good good way to go. I like how yours seems like it should be higher budget with mine. In my opinion, Splinter Cell should be like lower budget like spy thriller but more realistic but more realistic hey you know like i i like both yeah (laughs) i'd watch both exactly and so uh jeremy let's get right into our tv topic because i am the tv guy this week's tv topic will be on the house of the dragon trailer which was actually released last week but we had so many things that we needed to talk about (laughs) we had to kind of push it to this week and so um I guess my question to you is, let's just get right into it. You watch the trailer, and based off of the trailer, and obviously this is, I mean, it hasn't started yet, and it's going to premiere August 21 on HBO Max, still not sponsored. Jeremy, do you think House of the Dragon 
will eventually be a cultural phenomenon like Game of Thrones was? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, at least for me, when I was watching the trailer, mm-hmm. my like I tried to open uh, watch it with open eyes. And kind of going with what I know, but at the same time going with, oh, if I was just a random person, I came across this trailer that maybe I've never seen Game of Thrones before, what would I think? Uh, So as that random person, I would be like, oh, this looks like The Witcher. Is this does this take place in the Witcher universe? Everyone has like this platinum blonde hair. Platinum blonde hair, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, and then it just then you hear the Game of Thrones like theme, and then oh, the dude. at the end where it says Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, and all that stuff. I I think that would get them interested. Like I wasn't really that sold on the trailer that much. If I was a casual viewer, seeing all this stuff, I was like, oh, what's this? It looks cool. But, like, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, And then for me, I still kind of didn't know what they were talking about for the most part because (laughs) I've only watched up to episode two of season five, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, this is a prequel. Right. It looks interesting to me. But I don't think it's... I don't think it could live up to the, the global phenomenon that... The original Game of Thrones was at its peak, right? At its peak, yeah, yeah, at its peak. Like there was like, like all these celebrities like watching uh, Game of Thrones, and everyone was talking about Game of Thrones, like it, mm-hmm. as if it's like something that you already know that this person's already watching, right? Mm-hmm. You, like you don't even have to ask. So I don't think it's going to be one of those shows that everyone's going to be watching or expected to be watching when it's like running week to week. At least I don't feel like it's going to be. I have that like little inkling that it won't be. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if game the last Game of Thrones seasons or whatever people like, maybe that left, left a bad taste in their mouth that maybe they won't trust that this new show is going to be that good. Yeah. yeah but I could be it, wrong. I haven't seen it. You know what? Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because you actually basically set me up perfectly. I feel like... Uh, that last season of Game of Thrones obviously got so much hype, so much hype that it would it would have been difficult regardless of how you know everyone's opinions are of season eight of Game of Thrones, how they felt about it ultimately uh, while Game of Thrones while their run ended. I feel like there's going to be cautiousness at the beginning, but the thing that House of the Dragon has over Game of Thrones is that they've already got the Game of Thrones fans, at least the ones that thinks that um, are still fans of the show. Yeah, it may have left a little bit of a bitter taste, but they'll at least, I feel like they're going to at least give it one season to see if it's good. And that's the inherent advantage that um, it had over Game of Thrones, because I remember in for me personally, I think I may have mentioned this at least one time, maybe even twice. I initially bailed after the the pilot because I was like, man, that was a lot. I don't know if I, I have ah, the mental capacity that. to yeah, to <laughs> to watch a show this intensive. There was like so many storylines going on after that first episode. I even watched the Encore presentation right after. I was like, dude, I'm totally lost. You know what? I'm bailing. Wow. And I then didn't know that. two months later. Uh, I think w- one of our cousins said, "Hey, dude, are you have you been watching Game of Thrones?" I was like, "No, I bailed." He's like, "Dude, you got to watch it." 
It's like, really? It's like, yeah, it gets really good. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so imagine if you didn't. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And I'm glad that he did tell me to to eventually watch it because I ended up I I didn't binge watch it, but I took my time because, you know, there's a lot of world building in season one. I feel like season one of House of the Dragon will kind of take that as well. You know, it'll it'll feel like season one of Game of Thrones where they have to establish a lot of these characters. Uh, But the good thing that it does have. Like in, you know. Just like Game of Thrones, there's fans of the books. And I think this prequel is also based off of uh, some, pre- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, George R. R. Martin. He keeps wanting to write other books other than the actual, like, A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, I feel like there's still people that still follow this storyline, even if it is a, a prequel from, I guess, thousands of years before. So last question, Jeremy. Um, I mean, we've talked about House of the Dragon. Do you, uh, will you watch House of the Dragon from the jump? Do you think you'll watch it like on premiere week? You know, I might do that just for the show. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. watch it, watch the premiere, see if I'm on board or not. And so I could give my thoughts here on the show. I think that's probably the best time to do it. Just jump straight in first week. See if I want to be on it. Give my thoughts. And then we'll see from there. Maybe I'll be like you, and then you're like I'll bail after the first episode, and then you're gonna keep watching, and then you can tell me whether or not I should catch up. It's like, bro, you gotta watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like major happens in the along the thing. But just so you know, this is actually going to start, and the first few weeks will actually be during our off season in between uh, season four and five. So I think by the time we get to season five of the podcast, we'll have like probably four or five episodes under our belt maybe even more mm, okay so i mean either way I, I i plan to watch it opening weekend just so that you know we can figure it out together if the the show is going to be worth it exactly exactly so for my movie topic it's actually not a movie topic this week i'm actually going to bring another tv topic that's from last week as well <laughs> Because we need to catch up on our We're movie. We're definitely catching up on the news. There's so much stuff happened last week. Sheesh. Yeah, and spread the, it out, man. <laughs> yeah, in the TV verse, man. And another trailer for for Obi Wan came out last week. Uh, you saw it, right? I did. Uh, finally, um, I watched it back to back. Actually, after the House of the Dragon one, <laughs> so funny. So I I feel like we've talked a lot about Obi Wan, like quite a bit like when there was like preview when it was announced when there was like that first initial like teaser and all that stuff when Hayden Christensen got Christensen got announced as uh, him coming back as Darth Vader yeah I feel like we've talked about this show so much that and there's so much like speculation what's gonna happen and I think we even like talked about oh what do we want to see what happens so it's like what can we talk about now but after watching this latest trailer, it gave me this thought: like, oh shoot, uh, is could like is this bad? Is this like especially after Book of Boba Fett? So, because <laughs> Obi Wan is gonna be released on May twenty seven, and in your opinion, overall, you know, this is six episodes uh, that they're gonna make this story into. Was this? Th- what is this coming out? too late 
like in the overall grand scheme of things. Like last time we saw uh, Ewan McGregor play Obi Wan was in what two thousand five. Yeah, and that's over fifteen years ago now. So is this? Do you feel like this show is coming too late? Should they have made this like ten years ago, five years ago, like, or should? Do you think they should have made this at all? Like, we should like this is not a good idea. Kind of like uh, I mean. Look at Book of Boba Fett, for example. Yeah. It seemed like a good idea, but the story that they put forward, there was I, I don't feel like there was enough meat on the bones to carry throughout its runtime. That's why they had the, the Mandalorian episodes to be <laughs> to fill yeah. out its season. I was like, whoa, it's Mandalorian season two point five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I you know what, uh to uh, quickly address the Boba Fett part. Yeah, they could have probably, ah, man, they could have come up with a better storyline. I mean, I still enjoyed it for what it was, but again, it just felt like Boba Fett was a, a basically a glorified cameo on his own show, which was very weird to see, especially when they had a basically a full-on Mandalorian episode. Like, it's like, oh, we were just picking up where, where we left off from season two of The Mandalorian. So that was kind of weird. So weird choices there. But to answer your question for the TV topic, or the bonus TV topic, I should say, on the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, this may be a hot take. I think this is perfectly, I think it's happening at a perfect time, But and here's why. Remember, now, Obi-Wan is now in charge of, um, I guess, watching over Luke Skywalker, making sure that you know mm-hmm. he's protected or whatever, because they're protecting him from the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. And... You know, there's supposed to be a little bit of a time jump from the time, um, what, Order 66 happens to A New Hope. And so, obviously, man, what was the name of the uh, the actor uh, in A New Hope uh, for Obi-Wan? For, was, uh, for Obi-Wan? Oh, um... oh, here you go. It's uh, Sir Alec Guinness. Dude, is Sir Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan in A New Hope? It looked like a lot of time passed. And you know how Ewan McGregor, it's kind of aged, obviously, you know, it naturally happens. It's been 20 years since, um, since, uh, no, sorry, 17 years since, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I feel like that's a perfect time jump in that now we get to see him, uh, like a little bit more older. He's watching over a young Luke Skywalker and, and, and obviously you kind of get to see, what he had to kind of go through while he was uh, living as a hermit as Ben Kenobi. See, I I feel like that's a good, that's, there's so much mystery, right? Like what happened in that time span? Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of us just assume like, oh, he he was just hiding out most of the time, just like chilling out. It's like, are you a Jedi? No. (laughs) That's it. You know what I mean? Uh, no, you gotta you gotta wave yeah. wave the hand in wave front the of hand. someone. Uh, just for the sake of being different, uh, giving a different side of this, I'll play da- devil's advocate. Uh, I'm gonna say it's too late though mm. for this show. In terms of, I don't think there's gonna enough story to tell uh, for for Obi Wan. At least from what I, the perspective I'm trying to take. I felt like with Boba Fett, there was actually more stories that you can tell with Boba Fett. That could have been a longer 
series. I don't see season two coming time uh, like anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I felt like book uh, like Boba Fett could have uh, like returned back from the dead, do do his own adventures. Whereas, and we don't know what's gonna happen to him really because we all assumed he was he was dead after uh, Return of the Jedi. But Obi Wan, I felt like it's just like he's he's hiding out. And how could how interesting could that be? I mean, they're they're making a show, so at least there's there should be something. But at least, and how many times can he actually like interact with Darth Vader that it doesn't become too? Uh, I guess not anticlimactic, but too watered down for when they're. Uh, reunion in like a new hope mm. um i i have speculation obviously i don't know that much i'm not in the know with uh with with uh with uh disney and i guess lucas and everything mm-hmm. but i have a feeling that in the same vein i don't know for better or for worse with uh book of boba fett you know how like mandalorian kind of butted in and you get to see like his some of his uh adventures we're going to see early Darth Vader as well. Remember that we ha- we don't know how like the early part of his uh, reign of terror kind of looked like the, the closest we got was what rogue one. But then that was like literally right before a new hope. So we could kind of see how um, the differences with uh, Anakin at the end of episode three, as he's transitioning now to becoming Darth Vader, we could kind of see what his early reign would be. So I feel like, It'll be half that and then half Obi-Wan because, like you said, there's only so much story you could tell. And so, um, and I, I don't think it's an accident that it's only going to be six, six episodes. Dude, if they have like a full episode of Darth Vader, I would be so down for that. Yeah, dude. I could, I could see that being like the best episode of the season. Easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, we're going to get a lot of like Sith or I guess the the Evil Empire because it seems like um, we got what Rupert Friend and uh, that other um, that other actress uh, where they're uh, what do they call them that because they're like hunting down like Jedi's right? Yeah, After I don't Order remember 66. the exact term. I don't. Yeah. Well, Rupert Friend, he's like one of the main actors in the show. He plays the Grand Inquisitor. Um, you know, I was kind of watching some breakdowns. I know for better or for worse. Sometimes I wish I watched more, but sometimes I'm like, dang it. Why did I watch that? But Rupert friend is playing the grand inquisitor. Um, I'm not really too familiar with some of the storylines because I think some of them, some of the storylines get picked up in, in some video games and some of the more, I guess, side shows and stuff like TV shows. Uh, but I feel like the inquisitors are the ones that are hunting down, I guess, Jedi, I guess Jedi masters or what uh, from the Jedi temple. And basically they're just looking for anyone that survived order 66. So I think we're going to get a little bit of that action. See, that sounds pretty cool. I just hope that Obi-Wan doesn't get Boba fetted and become a supporting character or even a cameo in his own show. As long as he's on screen and doing like, and moving the store, uh, the story, through his actions that I'm all for it. As long as it focuses on Obi-Wan or Darth Vader then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or then I'm good. Cause this, epi- the, the show is only six episodes. So 
yeah, we already have a problem with that. So if they spend time like somewhere else, yeah, I'm gonna be a little bit pissed that we don't see more Obi Wan. I don't know if this is gonna be a hot take. I'm gonna go out on a limb, okay? Just just for the interest of the podcast. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that this Disney Plus show will be better than any of the prequels and any of yeah. It'll be better than Book of Boba Fett and has a chance <laughs> and has a chance okay. of being as good as the Mandalorian season. I feel like it's going to be a really good season of, of TV. I'm, oh, okay. I could be completely wrong, but I've, I have a, a, I have faith in, in Ewan McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> it, it sounds like, though, it's just going to be one season. It's just going to be a, a yeah. one off. Yeah. And I, I hope they're just going to go all in. And put it on this one season. That's that's all I ask. That's all I'm saying. But dude, May, May 27th is going to be jam-packed with the premiere of that. And then you get all the Volume 1 Netflix uh, Stranger Things uh, 4 episodes. Yeah. I'm Like you said, calling it now. It's the Christensen resurgence. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you. He's coming back. I'm going to be like, dude, he's such a good actor. Yeah, come <laughs> It's going to be after this show, man. It's going to be 2006, 2007 all over again. We're going to see him in movies, yeah. and a bunch of shows. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Jeremy, you know what? Uh, do you want to preview what we have upcoming on our main show? A little bit of a, a, a little a little movie for 2022, right? Just a, just a tiny little movie uh, with a kind of a normal-ish character. His name is Doctor Strange, Doctor Stephen Strange to be exact, and he's actually coming back for a sequel, so that he can take on the multiverse with a bunch of weird stuff happening. A little, it's a little maddening if you if you get my drift. Hey. And, <laughs> and so Doctor Strange is going to be returning in Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. There's a lot of crazy stuff. That happens in this movie, and we're going to be talking about that on Monday. I have a lot to say about this movie. I do too, dude. I, this is like one of the movies that I'm glad we're talking about it. Um, we're actually going to bring on one of our friends that is a huge MCU fan as well. So um, it's the first time he's joining one of our MCU episodes. So it'll. I feel like this is going to be a. Uh, it'll be one of my favorite episodes. I feel like. I feel like it because there's a lot, even the the movie's only like two hours, a lot happened and we're going to have a guest. So I'm excited to hear our guest's opinions versus our opinions. I, I you know, when we have guests before, sometimes my opinions clash, <laughs> which is <laughs> just like which, the, that one last episode that this particular guest will happen to be in. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. So take that <laughs> as you will. It was the Dune episode guys. Um, so we'll see how we how we feel about this 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 movie Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yes. of Madness. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if we have disagreements. Disagreements are good. Anyway, let's let's close out this episode uh, by well, I wanted to remind you guys that uh, if you want to stay update up to date with the Weekly Real podcast, follow us on the social medias. Uh, what is our social media handles again? So you can follow us on our social medias at Weekly Real for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to check us out on TikTok, that's going to be at Weekly Real Pod. Yes. So again, 
on behalf of Jeremy and uh, Andrea, our social media mogul. Uh, by the way, follow her at Andrea J. Palapple. Uh, we'll put the spelling in the episode notes. Uh, just want to remind you all before we conclude, check out last uh, this past Monday's episode on Uncharted. It's currently available now to rent on Prime, Apple, uh, YouTube, Redbox, and more. It's also available to buy on digital and Blu-ray, so we definitely uh, want you to support the movies. Also, check out our brand new episode this coming Monday on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's May 16th. It's currently out now in theaters. Watch it now, and then definitely check out our podcast episode on the 16th. And so, again, uh, on behalf of Jeremy, because you know he toughed it out today, he's a little under the weather, uh, we'll see you next week on The Real.